It's the month of March, and this month, Streaming Things is brought to you by Chester Copperpot, Trey Barrera, Conrad, Luke and Sarah, Dave Malfara, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez, Thomas Alexander, Emmy, Joe Velez, Valerie, Stanton Valentino, Aaron Layton, Crystal Trujillo, John Collins Ghost, Andrew Gray, Jen Robinson, Kate, Chloe Richardson, Kalisha Reeves, Kiki Newton, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Casey McCain, and Enza. Welcome back. My name is Chris. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, continuing our coverage of The Last of Us. And this is the last last of the last last of us coverage. Finishing our coverage. For now. Mm, For now. For now. (laughs) Joel Miller will return. My name is Chris. I'm Jimmy. uh, I panicked. (laughs) We just finished watching the finale of season one of The Last of Us on HBO Max. We came straight over to the microphones. That's a lie. I stopped off to pee. But we didn't watch the discussion with Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann. We don't watch, uh, listen to the podcast, the official podcast on HBO or anything like that. We just bring all of our dumb brain, smooth brain shit straight to you. <laughs> our uh, genuine. That's what you're here for is smooth brain smooth shit. Smooth brain yeah. shit. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> Reptile what, brain. That's what the people are coming for. <laughs> well, they've just watched the credits of us being clicker chickens, uh, most likely. So. Yeah, we're on YouTube. We were doing that motion, and really, like as we were doing it, we all kind of came to the realization: like, <laughs> we're just being chickens. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we just finished watching it. You're going to hear. We'll go through our overall thoughts uh, mm-hmm. for a couple of minutes each. Yeah, uh, and then dive through our play by play, scene by scene recap. Yeah, and then finish it off with our top three favorite moments, our favorite fireflies. Mm-hmm. Uh, is what we call them. And then a segment we call Bullets and Pills. Pills, baby! Where we talk about Easter eggs that might not have been as obvious, you might not know, from the game. And then end it all. With <laughs> and then we just, no, 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 no. And then we just end it all. No, no, no. no, no. It's not that serious. <laughs> with our outbreak performance, our favorite performance from the episode, we'll go around the table and decide who we're voting for, who we're giving the streamy to. And uh, that's it. That'll be all she wrote for now. We're going to be doing a mailbag next week. So send in your questions, comments, and different points of view for The Last of Us TV show to streamingthingspod at gmail.com. That's streamingthingspod at gmail.com. To become a part of that conversation, you very well might have your email featured on the show uh, and a discussion from us about mm-hmm. that email. Yeah. Read it together. We might just make fun of it the whole time. <laughs> oh, look at the grammar errors. Holy shit. <laughs> Never that. Never that. We no. appreciate all I'm of you. I'm going to send myself an email. You should. Yeah. You should. <laughs> we get tons of emails already, so those are already in the running. Um, and there's way too many good ones for us to read them all, but we'll do our best to, to get through them and create some content for you. We know how you guys love content. You're like clickers and trying to... Uh, 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 I didn't know how to keep that going. <laughs> what if that's all the infected are looking for? They just want more content. That's right. Every infected you see running after someone, they're like, Can, do you have games on your phone? That's like what they're, <laughs> what they're doing. <laughs> well, let's, let's well, hold on real quick. Guys, st- this is the last week. 
This is the final week, right? This is the end of our Last of Us coverage. So that means one thing and one thing only. This is your final week to go on the Streaming Things store and purchase our Last of Us shirts. That's right. You can, you have one last week to get a Pills Baby shirt or a It's Tony Time shirt. Uh, It's Tony Time to buy it. They are, uh, they are limited run. So get them now because this is the last week you can purchase them. So don't, don't be late. The last of merch. Don't be late purchasing my shirt, you scamps. That's right. Tony, that's very offensive. Why would yeah. you call people you're not, scamps? You can't not say that anymore. Good, you're, you're as good of a salesman as you are a sniper. I'm, I'm old. I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> that's fair. Very clear. I spent my youth being nice and look where it got me. Yeah, you just sat in that room. By myself. Being a real pot shot. <laughs> not a hot shot, a pot shot. You tried. You tried. But I, I bet everybody I couldn't hit the floor if I fell on it. <laughs> if I fell on it. They need us right now, Steve. They need therapy after that episode. They want to hear it. Let's get into the meat, mm, yeah. the meat and taters. Let's do it. Mm. Let's dive right in. Jimmy, what did you think of the finale? I know you were worried. Oh, yeah. I am. I'm definitely relieved. Um, I was pretty uh, nervous about how much uh, they had to cram into uh, such a a short episode. 40 minutes, I think, uh, was the runtime. And and I think they they hit it out of the park. They did uh, such an incredible job cramming very powerful moments into 40 minutes of television. Um, And we learned some new stuff, too. I I was really excited to see, um, you know, the origin of Ellie or why she's immune. Um, They never really get to that in the game. I was just overall, I was ecstatic at the end. You know, I was really happy with uh, uh, Pedro's performance um, and just, you know, them really hitting home on on the major plot points that I was worried they were going to miss in this episode. And and they fucking killed it. I think the whole season uh, was great. So um, I'm I'm very happy to see what happens next. Mr. Steve. Uh, Leading up to this episode was kind of a strange journey. Uh, A couple people have messaged me today like, oh, my gosh, are you excited for the Last of Us finale? And every time someone would message me that, I had to take a beat because in my mind, I would always think like, it doesn't feel like it's the finale time. It doesn't feel, even though like if you go by the. It's because it's Tony time. It's Tony time, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Even if you go by the beats of the game. It would make sense this would be the last episode, but even still, there was something about, you know, the way we consume media, maybe the way that we do this show. I don't know. There's something about it. I'm like, it doesn't feel like it's the season finale. It doesn't feel time. I'm not ready. I don't want to go. And, uh, but then this episode aired and I want to echo what Jimmy said a bit. Like there were things that they added in this episode that I think expands the lore of the last of us in a great way. I'm, I was very happy with the stuff they added. Um, we'll get into that a bit. There is one key part towards the middle of the episode that I wish they would have expanded on more. And that's not a slight against the show because I also wanted the game to expand on this very specific thing more. But this, this episode is so faithful to that last part of the game. It's almost like yeah. the bullets and pills. It's like, I don't know, watch the fucking episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause it's yeah. all there. Um, but, but I, I, I was kind of hoping my hope for the show to be different from the game was that in one very specific part. And we'll talk to it when we get there, they would have expanded on a little bit, not a lot, like maybe add like one or two more pages of script. And that's all I would have needed. That's not to say that it's bad. I do think 
that they succeed in this episode. Um, I don't feel like I'm, I was feeling the way I felt when I played the game. And that might just be simply because I know what's happening. It's already spoiled for me. So of course I'm not going to go on those emotional highs. Like when I beat the game the first time I was a wreck. I was weeping. (laughs) I had to walk around my apartment and reevaluate my life. Like, Oh my gosh, I just sell my stocks and (laughs) that I don't have. And then go into (laughs) Oh, should I buy some? (laughs) Oh fuck. Should I buy stocks and then sell them? Uh, Should I, should I create a bunker and become a prepper? I don't know. Uh, But in this game, or I'm sorry, in the in the show, they hit all the notes perfectly. And I still think the final shot and the final line of dialogue still cuts me deep every time. Um, so I think overall, yeah, it was a complete success and it only makes me even more excited for to see where they're going for season two. And I love the subtle nods that they kind of, for people who know what's going to happen, I love the subtle nods of like, oh, look at this thing. Yeah. This thing might be important <laughs> later. Uh, I appreciated that. So uh, overall, really, really loved it. I agree. I um, I adored that episode. I think it was a, a complete sport metaphor, home run, touchdown, a hole in one, 40 seven love. points. Uh, 40 love. Is that a tennis I thing? Sure. sure. What's pick- how do you score pickleball? Uh, you pickle. <laughs> yeah, points were scored. That's all I know. A lot of them. You pickle I, Rick. I had uh, such. It's like you said, Steve. Like, um, it wasn't. It wasn't the game because it can't hit me as hard as the game because mm-hmm. once you know what's going to happen, it's impossible to. So it, it right. was different from that. But I'm excited for anyone who's never played the game. Yeah, like they're going to get the exact same feeling. I think that I you're supposed I to get. Know what they. With people who yeah, never played sure. the game, I want to know how they find this finale. Cause, I hope they're okay right now. Yeah, because when, <laughs> when the when the when the game ended for me the first time I played it, that's such an unconventional ending. Like, oh yeah, the the hero, the protagonist you're with is kind of the villain by the end of it, but you understand why, right? And you're not you don't hate him for it, but you're just kind of like, ah, yeah, this I mean, happen normally. It's not that black and white is the yeah. whole point, right? But mm-hmm. I did. I called Andy as soon as I finished the game. Andy, who's from the show. Um, and Andy from, from streaming things. And, uh, I should have called Jimmy cause Jimmy had bought me the game, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Andy had been drunkenly trying to get me to play the game since 2013. Uh, and I tried a few times, but the game was too scary. So I kept quitting, um, for me for, that's just how I, like, I think horror games are 10 times scarier than horror movies. Yeah. So I, uh, but I called Andy and I was like, Oh my fucking God, he's Joel's the bad guy. You know, kind of right. Like that in my emotions at the time, mm. I was I was trying to process it. So I literally credits were still rolling. He doomed the human race. Yeah, like yeah. you know, in 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 his and there's a really bad take that a lot of people have about this game and this story that I'm really excited for for now that it's a show. Uh, but in my mind at the time, I called. I was like, oh my god, how fucking beautiful and crazy is that? that yeah, he's willing to sacrifice the entire world rather than lose his daughter, quote unquote, again. Like he's just not mm-hmm. going to do it. There's no nothing's going to stop him, right? Um. And it just destroys me. And this watching this, though, there were some other things, like you guys said, that they added that hit me just as hard as some of those final moments of the game because they, they aren't in the game. So I got to experience it for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Those are my favorite parts of this episode. And I think it's because, it, like you said, it's the first time you get to experience them. So it's like, ooh, no, give me. Yeah. Let yeah. Me consume. I need that content. I'm infected. Games on your phone. So let's dive right in because uh, there's, there's really not much to get through. And I want to kind of talk about it all as a whole because um, there's a lot of meat there. Meat? For the potatoes. <laughs> um, 
But first off, let's start it off. It, it starts off with this extended season-wide recap. Typically, a recap before a TV show, um, especially in the era of streaming, will highlight specific things that are going to be referenced in the show that you're about to watch. So it'll pull from random things throughout previous episodes or seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, in that way, I kind of don't like them sometimes because they can be a little spoilery. Yeah. yeah, like if the first thing you see in the recap is surprise, motherfucker, <laughs> then you know you're about to watch that character return from the dead or something in that episode. Like, why are they showing him? Is dokes in this. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. I was kind of blown away by the, like, they were kind of like walking you through, like, look at all the shit you've been through. I know it's been a long eight weeks, but I want you to really sit with the growth these two characters have had and the relationship these two characters have and how it has grown, right? Um, I thought that was really impressive and interesting. I've never seen that before in a finale where it's just like, remember the whole show, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> I Did you guys see this? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> remember Bill? <laughs> I, I remember. This isn't an Arby's. <laughs> uh, but then we we opened the episode in a flashback, which we all knew was coming because trailer. Uh, and it's Ashley Johnson, the person who I always say the voice, but that does them a discredit, a disservice. Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson did all of the motion capture work as yeah, well. Yeah. They, this was the original actor of Ellie. Uh, and it's her uh, like 18,000 months pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> running, running from a clicker. You can hear the clicker in the background as she's struggling through the forest. <laughs> Give me that baby. Uh, <laughs> I want to raise it like my own. That sounds like Tony now. Um, so she she gets to a house. I wouldn't be cut dead with them clicking sons of bitches. <laughs> um, she gets to the house and she bursts in and she says, it's me. Uh, who is she talking to? We don't know yet. Nobody's in there. She runs upstairs, locks herself in the room, puts a chair, like old school style, puts a fucking chair up on the doorknob. First off, the doorknob's all slippery from her water breaking. She can't Gross. get it to turn. It shits, I, it's a powerful lubricant. If, if you had the subtitles on, I hope uh, the subtitles did a great service to you <laughs> for the hearing impaired because they made it a point to call out water breaks <laughs> like as a sound oh <laughs> it's not uh remember the stranger things season four uh subtitles <laughs> like uh tentacles undulating, undulating squelchily and shit <laughs> we didn't have that guy writing yeah, them at least yeah at least that copywriter wasn't on this episode because he would have had a field day <laughs> but you know she's about to give birth to this baby she she slides down the wall uh, you know, spreads them, but <laughs> opens her, <laughs> clicks her fucking knife open. Like, what a powerful image. Like, you're in the middle of giving birth, but you're wielding your switchblade, just waiting on this thing to burst through the door. Mm-hmm. And the, it does. The clicker runs in, and she wrestles with this clicker for a couple of seconds, um, which feels like 20 minutes. Um, finally stabs it to death when she gets a hold of her knife. And when she looks down, her baby has plopped <laughs> out <laughs> while wrestling out. the yeah. clicker. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, I can imagine the stress and and and, and terror of fighting one of those fucking things would you're push gonna, that sucker right out of there. You're going to push, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Something's I coming out of a hole, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I would have shit myself, yeah. so I can imagine. Yeah. I was surprised it was just the baby that came out. Because <laughs> I would have shit my pants. And the baby's just, just sitting there like laying on this like dirty i mean it's really da- <laughs> i don't know if you guys know this but newborn babies are very sensitive and so you're like you need to wrap them and clean them off immediately it's best to do some some skin to skin first though right and leave the umbilical cord attached for a little while is now the 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 science of today to let them get as many nutrients from mama as it can before you cut the cord 
my daughter was just born seven months ago. Like I just went through this, right? But the baby's just fucking sitting there on these bare floorboards. You had to stab an infected? <laughs> In this apocalyptic house. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> apocalyptic house. It's, it's just a crazy image to see this like pure, uh, you know, embodiment of innocence in this world, right? It's wild. Um, and it was extra weird seeing Ashley Johnson do this because, you know, anytime you, can, you hear Ashley Johnson yeah. talk, you hear Ellie from the game. Yeah. yeah. And so there's this weird. Just her grunting and running noises. It's yeah. Like I've, I've listened to those noises as she's running in the game and like falling over stuff and grunting, yeah. you know? So that was, is kind of it's a surreal. Yeah. yeah. Because you're watching Ellie give birth to, to Ellie. Ellie. She's. She literally passes the torch to her by like, here's the knife. Yeah. And then they have that moment where they're looking at each other's like in that like close up of the two of them kind of almost putting foreheads together. Like, yeah. this is so cool. What'd she say? You fucking tell him, Ellie. Yeah. She yeah. starts crying. You fucking tell him. And that sounded just like Ellie. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it is, it's like a visualization. I think a hundred percent intentional of them saying, this is Ellie giving the Ellie to Ellie, you yeah. know, uh, <laughs> you do it now. I've done my work. Here's and Ellie to present the winner of the Ellie to Ellie. <laughs> and it's just a knife award. Um, but a, what a profound scene. I mean, yeah. wow. I really want to talk a little bit about, and I kind of joked about the subtitles mixed with the sound design. But the sound design in this part is great because the whole time she's running through the woods, you can hear a clicker in the background. It's kind of scary. She gets into the house, and when she locks herself into the room, you can hear in the other room, it breaks through a window and you can hear it running up the stairs yeah. where it slammed into mm -hmm. the door. Oh, terrifying. Like that's such a horrifying image or a thought to just be in a room and you hear someone in the house violently sprinting towards you to the point where this clash into a door. Whoo, my heart was erasing. <laughs> I got, I got the vapors off yeah. that. <laughs> Me too, buddy. I mean, pregnancy in and of itself is terrifying. Yeah. She's got to have this fucking creature crawl out of her vagine. I mean, it's a wild thing. I'm a man. And it's, it's, I can't imagine. It's terrifying. Like watching my wife endure that uh, was a wild experience, even just for me. And I know that sounds crazy to say, but I can't imagine what it was like for her. Like I, it was, it's like an alien, you know, like, <laughs> And but to do, add all add the clicker to all of that, like this was so profoundly disturbing to watch. I felt for her so much in that moment. And, mm -hmm. and we're getting this backstory of Ellie. So we find out uh, that Marlene has known Ellie all this time. This is new information that's not in the game. Uh, that's in the game. And that's she's the one that brought the baby to Boston and everything. Well, they don't say that. But uh, right. Mar Marlene says like she knew her parents and put her in the school. So and didn't and purposely didn't communicate with Ellie as to protect her from the world of the fireflies. It was neat because that's, there's the scene in left behind yeah. where Riley said, I asked Marlene if I could take you with me. And she said, no. And it's kind of like, this is why now, like she was protecting her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You learn a little bit in left behind when you're able to ask Riley questions, there's like four or five questions that you can ask. And one of them is, is something about Ellie's mother. And she talks a little bit about Marlene and Ellie's oh, okay. Mom. I don't think I asked those ones. Yeah. Well, there's like four different options that you choose from. And I didn't so, care about that. Yeah. One. <laughs> You're just throwing bricks. Like, fuck it. <laughs> like Ellie's mom don't know her. Yeah. Yawn. Yeah, let's go back to the squirt guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Marlene and a friend in the next scene approach. The house is locked. You know, we assume that that's what uh, Anna did as she ran through. But they go through the back door. Uh, they hear Anna singing. And 
I uh, thought she was a clicker singing for a minute. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, this is about to be real creepy. Oh my gosh, they're learning. <laughs> yeah, they've evolved. <laughs> Country rock. Take me home. In my head, I saw her like. To the place. I, I saw her like all fungus up against the wall with the baby and she was just singing. That would have like, been oh, a wild dude. image. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like that. I mean, the the, the infection. So she got cut on her leg. Yeah. Uh, and the, the fungus is already spreading. And. And turns out he's not a fun guy. And uh, <laughs> so Marlene and her friend go in there. And this destroyed my heart, ripped it open, stepped on it, spit on it, and called it a dirty bitch. She had <laughs> she had that fucking knife uh, yeah. to her jugular, holding her baby and singing to, I'm going to cry, to soothe it, like ready to kill herself at a moment's notice in case she, she, got lest she hurt the baby, you yeah. know? Um, the baby. Oh my God, the baby. And, you know, I... I've been with my daughter all day, you know, right. and I just, the, you can't describe the amount of love you have for this creature that needs you. Like it's fucked without you. Right. Like it's just, it looks at you. You're the best thing in the world. You are in fact, the only fucking thing in the world to that baby. You know, like mm -hmm. I, I'm a shit. I can't do anything. I'm a baby. Right. <laughs> and so I just, God, it's powerful, man. And like, there's so much operating at once and I've never seen anything quite like this before in television or felt this way. Um, the way that she panics and cuts the cord, like there's, <clears throat> there's like this immediate recognition of, oh, okay, I've been bit. I'm going to die, but now she's immediately worried about the baby, right? Yeah. Like, how can I salvage this part? This is all cut that matters now. Yeah. Um, hopefully like her infection didn't get into the baby's bloodstream before she cut it. Yeah. And it, and it did, but that's what made her immune. And now that we've learned this for the first time, right? right? Like this is not in the game canon. Right. Yeah. Um, they, they, yeah, they never explain why she's immune. They're you just, just assume it's like immune, a yeah. mutation, right? X, yeah, X factor. She's like rogue. I think they actually do say like it's mutated, where it just sits in her brain. Like the whole Wait. idea of it living in her brain is still there, but I think they say like it just mutated and it's just chilling up there. Yeah. Hello. I'll always be the cordyceps mutation. I take it up residence of this little girl's brain. <laughs> She's cool. She's pretty cool. I really am a big fan of her uh, puns. <laughs> they really tickle my fungus. <laughs> we could be fun, guys. It's true. Um, and so, yeah, basically Marlene, she begs Marlene, you have to take the baby, go to Boston. Marlene's like, I can't do that. I don't like kids. And she's like, well, you've known me. <laughs> you've known me my whole life. You know, like, I'm, and it's a powerful scene. Ashley Johnson's incredible and in this she, scene. And she says, like, I, I cut the umbilical cord before I was bit to, like, kind of sweeten the pot. Like, yeah. take this baby. She's it's not infected. Yeah, she lied. Mm -hmm. She lied. Stresses that. Mm -hmm. um, and she begs her to kill her. And this is powerful, too, because Marlene is played again by Merle Dandridge, who actually played Marlene in the game. And so we've got these for fans of the game. You've got the two actual actors uh, beside, you know, uh, one another in this moment. And it's 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 wild to watch. But Marlene says <clears throat> she'll take the baby, but she she can't kill her. Then uh, Werner Herzog comes out, comes out of nowhere. I would like to see the baby. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> I've been merely existing on this plane of the earth that we call the apocalypse, but really I call it capitalism. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to see the newborn baby. And then... <laughs> If, if the listeners are wondering Where why Werner's at, <laughs> I can oscillate between crying and begging for a Werner Herzog impersonation, laughing. Welcome to my life. I probably need medicine. <laughs> this is all day. I bounce back and forth, baby. Um, 
but she says she can't kill her. And then she goes outside. She gives the baby. She gives Ellie. Uh, to the guy, the fucking guy who can't even cover the baby's ears like he's told to. Doug. <laughs> fucking uh, Doug, man. <laughs> is that his name? No, uh, I'm, I'm calling him Doug. Yeah, he's a total Gary. Fuck, he's I think a, he's a Gary. Or a Craig. Remember that guy? <laughs> oh, fucking Craig. <laughs> fucking the Craig. worst. <laughs> but she walks back in and um, <clears throat> executes uh, Anna, and then that's it. That's Anne scene. Yeah, that's what we, so we're starting off happy. Yeah, that was such a bummer because, you know, Anna's like, hey, please kill me. I don't want to turn because if in this world, that yeah. would be awful to like. We can, we can assume. Yeah, you have to assume. Um, Maybe she awesome. says no. She's like, nah, I'm not killing you. Yeah. I thought for sure she wasn't going to. I was like, oh, man, that's, that's crazy. That's dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were going to leave her writhing in there. And then you get hit with the one-two punch where it's like she runs. She actually does end up going there and killing her friend. Mercy killing her. But then also fucking Doug doesn't cover that baby's ears. Oh, he yeah. didn't even try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she's and poor girl starts crying. I'm like, get that baby away from him. He's useless. Yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. That's what she does. She takes him immediately and starts to soothe it. Good. Um, great if she shot Doug. <laughs> I wish you should have covered the ears. I wish you would have been like, did you not cover this baby's ears? You're useless, Doug. <laughs> Congratulations. Now she's a little deaf. Yeah. Forever. Mm-hmm. Um, we find the origin of the knife in this scene too. Yeah, so, it was Mama's knife. Yeah, they don't ever uh, explain that. It's the knife isn't really big until the the second game, I think. But uh, it's been all throughout this episode, and we finally handed down why. through generations yeah. of there's stabbies. A, uh, there, yeah. There's a secret on it only fire can tell uh, <laughs> about the Targaryens having to safeguard uh, the Westeros mm-hmm. from a, a threat from the north. If the Song of Ice and Fire is written upon the blade. Ellie is a Targaryen confirmed. Touch it. It's quite cool. It's quite cool. <laughs> All knives are quite cool, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, then we cut to Ellie, present day, sitting stunned in a truck bed. Uh, Joel's calling out to her. You can hear that he's muffled. He's got beefaroni. He's got bog. He's trying to cheer her up. She's totally unlike the Ellie that we've come to know. The two B's. Yeah, boggle and beefaroni. Mm-hmm. Beef and boggle. <laughs> I'm boggled by this beefaroni because she's traumatized by the events with David. You know, I was boggled for a moment because so full disclosure, we started watching this episode maybe a half hour late because we were wrapping up our Yellow Jackets recording that we did before. Uh, and uh, friend of the pod, former host Andy, yeah, he just texted me beefaroni, lol. <laughs> Cause he, cause he would make fun of me because at one point in our lives, I would have cans of beefaroni just on hand in case I ran on into groceries deck. and just needed something because I, I hadn't gone to the store yet. And so he just texted me beefaroni. So I thought he was just at home randomly and thought, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to give Steve shit for that beefaroni. <laughs> and so I'd message him back like, hey, man, don't judge me. And then a half hour later, we get to that part. I'm like, oh, I get it. Oh. <laughs> I thought he was over sipping on Sniper Tony's cough medicine. <laughs> just like <laughs> beefaroni. Beefaroni. <laughs> you don't drink it all at once. Yeah, that's a bad thing to do, Andy. Pace yourself. See the devil if you do that. <laughs> so she's sitting in this truck bed, traumatized from, you know, all of the assault by David and all the wild shit she just went through and, you know, having to brutally stab him a hundred times as well. Uh, we find out they're close to the hospital. That might be the one that they're looking for. Um, so they start walking around, hiking up. The car has been uh, kaput. At this point, I think it's time for that, right? Um, <laughs> they might just be taking a break to look for food. The car dies sometime soon. But uh, he offers to teach her a guitar. Hey, I saw a guitar in the RV back there. Uh, she's kind of half listening. Oh, sure, that's cool. Um, 
So they find a skyscraper, go up and look around. Right? There's a little bit of banter about that. She's like, I know, I know. That's, the, normal, that's, the, that's the game plan. That's Every the city MO. they go to. He says, no, we found some uh, demolitions in the yeah. thing back there. Plot twist. Like, really? No. We're going to blow it with dynamite. Know. This became Red Dead Redemption 2. Different game. Call me Arthur. Uh, she's like, really? Boy. <laughs> He's like, no. Yeah, you're right. Um, so they start walking around. They see a few things. They find a ladder. And uh, he says, hey, why don't you hop up there and drop the ladder down for me? Right. I'll, I'll boost you up. And but she sees something when she gets up there and she just kind of throws the ladder at him like, here, you'll be all right. Uh, she runs off. He's scared because she doesn't know where she's going. When he catches up to her, she's looking at a bunch of fucking giraffes. I don't know what the plural mm. giraffe I giraffes. I think, I think it's right. just giraffe. Omar giraffe. Um, <laughs> giraffe. <laughs> nope. It's just a bunch of giraffes. So there's a nearby zoo and they've gotten out. They've let loose. Um, and this is such a beautiful moment because mm. David stole the last remnants. You know what a group of giraffes is called? What? A tower. Oh, a skyscraper. A tower of giraffes. The baby. The baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's it's such an incredible moment. They really didn't hit me this way in the game, even though it's a beautiful moment. Uh, but the show really hammered home that David had kind of stolen the last remnants of her innocence. Right. And so she's just this kind of husk of herself. Doesn't know how she's going to go on the way that she used to going through the motions of apocalyptic life, the drudge of the trudge, if you will. Uh, And I think the, the giraffes kind of awaken something in here that there is beauty and goodness in this world. There's still things to get excited about. Uh, And, and Joel kind of sees her lighting up. So he's like, all right, then. I guess it, let's run after the giraffe, it, the it's, tower. It's neat to see Joel acting like trying to cheer her up. Like we got that stone Joel all season long. Yeah, he's then, normally resisting it. it, it now he's a chatty Kathy. You yeah, can't the, shut him up. Yeah, the difference, <laughs> the difference between the two, especially after she went through what she went through, and then he's just trying to. You know, I got Boggle, I got a guitar. You know, he's yeah. just trying to make her laugh and shit. It's really neat to see that. It's being a dad, yeah. you know, you see like when you, they fall, scrape their knee, or yeah. Fucking deal with a psychopathic serial killer or, cannibal guy. Or, or he's like, maybe she doesn't like me anymore. I need her to like me. <laughs> Here's Boggle. <laughs> and uh, he tells her in this moment while they're looking at the giraffes, um, you know, we don't have to do this. Let's just turn around and go back to Tommy's. Um, it, who knows? Let's just be safe. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and she says, you know, it sounds cool, but this can't be for nothing. Everything that we went through. I'll go with you wherever you want to go. We can go start a sheep farm or go to the fucking moon. I'll follow you anywhere. He's like, sheep. <laughs> but we got to finish this first. Gotta um, finish what they started. Then they get to the, some uh, emergency medical camps. And these are like uh, not the, the QZs set up by well, Fedra. Before we move on, though, what do you guys, how did you guys feel about the giraffe scene? Because that's like Loved maybe it. the most iconic part of the game is the giraffe scene. I mean, there are giraffe plushies you can buy because of this. Because yeah. of this. Um, there's constant Easter eggs about this in so many other games now. Uh, I just want to, I'm just curious, like how you guys felt they pulled it off. Cause it's such a big part of that franchise. Jimmy, I was, uh, I was super nervous that they weren't going to include it uh, just because of how short the runtime was. And in my brain, the end of the game, there's a lot of lot going on. Right. So I was real nervous that they weren't going to uh, put it in there, but it's such an important part of the, the game. Right. Cause it lifts Ellie back up a little bit. Um, and, and I remember the first time playing the game, Barely. I was super high when I played it, but uh, I cried at that part, like just them standing there looking at it. And I, 
I can remember just maybe I nodded out or something, but uh, you can just sit there and with their hands on the edge mm-hmm. and just watch the giraffes in the field for the longest time before they decide to go on. So, uh, yeah, the game makes you choose when to leave that moment. Yeah, like it allows you to sit there and enjoy the scenery, and you're the one that just tells the game, "Okay, I'm ready to move on," which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know if they do this in the game, but there's a callback to the it might be the second episode of this season where uh, they have that little banter and she says uh, um, the, something about the view. Uh, you can't beat the view. Mm-hmm. And I, was it her that said it or Joel that says it uh, when they're in Boston and they're looking at the... Uh, That's with Tess and everything yeah. when they first get up there. Yeah. I think it was Ellie that time as well. Okay, I thought it was the other way around. I thought that Ellie had said something and Joel was like, well, you can't beat the view. Uh, so I thought that they'd flip the, the line... And Maybe it doesn't callback. sound like early Joel, right? You know? <laughs> Shut you. the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing's talking. Uh, Steve. Uh, I thought they, they did pretty well. I, I still think the, the magic was a little bit more in the game only because I was taken out a little bit. There was a couple. The CGI was really CGI. rough yeah. on the close up giraffe. Yeah. And they didn't even have a close up giraffe moment in the game. Did they? They did. Yeah. You feel Do they? Yeah, it's like the same exact, it's almost the same exact framing where there's a hole in the wall and, the, and he starts petting it. And he's like, here, feed it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah I thought it was pretty bad, honestly, the, the, the CGI in that moment. But I, I really didn't care, mm-hmm. but I wanted it to move on. I like the wide shot a lot. Like that was pretty well done. Yeah, and I feel like it was even just like when when she started feeding it, I felt like it looked a lot better. I agree. Even in that close up, there's there's a specific close up where Joel's petting it and it turns and looks at Ellie. I'm like, Gah. yeah, that, I didn't even notice that, needs, that. That needs some more time in the other. Good, you guys are nerds. <laughs> we are nerds. Well, I, I remember thinking I'm being very I, pedantic. <laughs> I literally had the thought of you know. 30 years ago, the dinosaurs looked more real than <laughs> this giraffe does. What is going on? Um, but then when they get on the the ledge, I wasn't yeah. disappointed because I can almost feel them like behind the camera going, don't look at that fucking giraffe. Don't look at him. Don't look at him. Because every second we look at that giraffe, that's like a million dollars in the bucket. Yeah, right. <laughs> don't look at those giraffes. And so I, I, and that kind of took me out of it because, you know, in a game, you, there's no budget, right? So you can look at the fuck you want. It's animation, right? Right. So you get to see and experience that moment and kind of wa- see them watch it more and kind of be in that moment. So in that regard, I feel like I was spoiled in that way. Cause I'm like, I want to be in the moment with them, but that's, it's a different medium, right? So I can't have that, but yeah. And, and so with, it serves with that purpose. lens, yeah, with that lens, I think they still did a really good job given what they're working with. You can see the reawakening of Ellie, mm-hmm. um, which is the whole purpose of those giraffes. Yeah. That's and the it, symbol and they represent. Realize it. And it gives her the resolve to keep going and finish right. her mission. It's nothing right. halfway. Nope. Nothing halfway. Half measures availed us nothing. Endure and survive. Ooh. Turning point. Endure and survive. Endure and survive. So then they get to the emergency medical camps, and these were built by the original American military before Fedra took over. Um, Joel, as he tells Ellie in this scene, was in one. And she said, hey, with your daughter. And he said, no, she was already gone. And now he's finally opening up. He's, he's talking about Sarah like it's nothing. Like, hey, sure, what do you want to know, right? Um, and we find out that the guy who shot at him and missed way back in whatever episode that was, I think four, where he told Ellie that. And the reason why he's deaf in that ear is because he tried to shoot himself in the head out of grief for losing Sarah. Uh, and then the military ended up, I guess, finding him and, and stitching him up. He so, said, what, the day after? The second day? Yeah, it was the second yeah. day. Yeah, Because Ellie was like, I I've, I've thought that would have happened much later on. And it's like, no, it was the second day. And that guy was me. Right after 
what we saw in the pre in the you know the opening to this whole show is when he did that um and there's another moment man yeah. <laughs> i was i was crying i was a crying because she said oh we're trying something like time heals all wounds and he looks over at her and he's like it wasn't time that did it you know meaning it, it was her that, yeah. that healed that wound that he had and god rough shit man mm-hmm. um and then, you know, he says he's in the mood for shitty puns after she says, well, it's time to get going. Goddamn uh, right. She's like, oh, ho, ho, ho. she's hyped. Yeah. Pulls him out, bust a few off for him. But then a fucking flashbang comes rolling at their feet. <laughs> oh, you're not going to see us read some of those puns, baby. No, I didn't write them down, man. I oh. take this shit seriously. This is an emotional episode. People are making apocalypse jokes like there's no tomorrow. Too soon. <laughs> no, it's no, topical. It's, no, it's topical. Like so, I I love how he started like giving them ratings out of yeah. ten. He's like, "That's a zero out of ten pun." Okay, that's, that's a the three meteor out of 10. one, right? Yeah, <laughs> you like the grapes one. He did right, and that ended it. She was gearing up for her best one when the flashbang came a rolling. Uh, so they get stunned. It's chaos, you know, like crazy noises. I was trying to do that. <laughs> I had a stroke though temporarily, uh, and then he gets hit movie style. In the head with the butt of the gun. That's always going to put you out for an hour. Every and time. And definitely not kill you. Never going to. No. Yeah. <laughs> you always wake cuss. up somewhere funny. They need to do a spoof movie where somebody tries to do that and the guy just goes, ow. <laughs> and then he just keeps hitting him over and over until he dies. And they go, what did you do that for? And he said, I was trying to knock him out. Yeah. <laughs> That's his head. It broke his skull. Yeah. Um, and then when he comes to. He kind of sees the blurry uh, firefly symbol. And I love that because it looked like blood dripping down a sink at first. Mm-hmm. And then I guess it ended up being one of the firefly symbols on like a barrel. Um, and Marlene is there and Ellie's gone. And uh, she, Marlene's amazed that Joel got her here. She's like, I had like a whole a small army of people and most of them died to get me here. How did you and that girl get here? And he's like, oh, it's mostly Ellie. You know, <laughs> she's crazy. <laughs> She'll cut you. I pay her to protect me now. <laughs> and uh, she's like, no, she wouldn't. Have, she would have died the first day without you. And you're the man. I, the one man I never wanted to be indebted to. And I owe you. Um, because reminder, Marlene knows a lot about Joel, who he was. Right. Joel used to be a murderous raider. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not stressed enough, I think, in conversations about the character. Um, but she found out a little, she says their doctor has found like some cordyceps in Ellie's you know, body is what she kind of dances around it and says that the cordyceps is sending chemical messengers to tell other cordyceps that she's already cool. She's in the club. She's in the cordyceps crew. She's already been indoctrinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's already been, uh, what's the word? Jumped and also, in. <laughs> <laughs> and also that she, uh, it's not going to grow anymore because it feels like it's already taken over. Yeah. I'm home. I'm home. <laughs> you know what? I just, I just really like being here. It's really comfy. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little loft. It's a little kid's brain. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't believe the things that go through this kid's brain. It's, it's a, it's a hoot. Mm-hmm. It's a real hoot. <laughs> That's right. You know what they call a group of giraffes? What? A tower. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's that type of shit all day long. <laughs> and so, so go ahead. Uh, uh, this, is, this is the, so yeah, Marlene talks about how, you know, she's had cordyceps in her brain since birth. So it's kind of made it so where it's sending the mixed signals. It's given the other cordyceps <laughs> mixed signals. Uh, well, it's, it's kind of a reveal because he's like, wait, 
he's trying to understand what they mean by cut it out and then give it to everyone else. He's, he's like, it's in her brain, yeah, right? He's slightly dumb. He's like, uh, <laughs> in her brain surgery. Well, he's like not well, computing. He did just get hit. Well, right. well, I think he, he realizes like, wait, if it's in her brain, that means she's going to die. Mm-hmm. Like that, and it's, yeah. it's less of a, he doesn't know, but more yes, of a, are, he's you trying gonna, to process. are you seriously going to kill her? Um, Cause I will kill you. Yeah. And this is, this is the one thing that I wish both the game and the, the the show would have expanded just a little bit more of this conversation because it goes from that to like yeah joel stay the fuck here i'll kill you and he's like i'll kill you back and there's not enough like hey there's not enough pleading to him being like hey man this really is gonna yeah it sucks and, and there's a little bit but i feel like there, he could have i don't know i want a little bit more oh i disagree i want a little bit more of it i want to even see the doctor come in and, and show him the test results <laughs> <laughs> it's I want, a girl you I want, see this I, right here i want to see the insurance person come in and give him a cigar give him the bill be like here, here's it's a thousand dollars for your head wound that we caused uh, what's your insurance oh you're out of you're out network. of network out of network mm-hmm. to just sign here here i think it's perfect because the dynamic that i read is both in the game and in the show. Let's just focus on the show though, right? Um, Joel does say, you're not going to kill her. That's his reaction, right? Like he's got this knee jerk. I'm not losing another one. Mm -hmm. He's already, it took me 20 years to process this trauma. I'm finally doing okay. I'll uh, I'll literally do anything. And we'll see in a moment that he'll literally do anything to stop this from happening. And Marlene knows Joel. She knows who he is, what he's really capable of over the last 20, 30 years, you know? Maybe she knew him in real life. Even she's like, he's a great carpenter. Just get uh, his backpack. Let him go. <laughs> and so as soon as he charges forward to make a protestation, the other guy hits him in the stomach. So they accelerated the violence immediately. There's mm-hmm. very little talking to be done at that point. You punch me in the stomach with the butt of your gun after hitting me in the head with the butt of your gun. I'm not talking anymore, right? Sure. She knows Joel Miller. She's scared of him, but she owes him too much of a debt to just shoot him in the head, even though that's a smart thing to right. do, right? Mm-hmm. And she knows how he feels about this girl. So she thinks that he's under uh, a strong enough watch with the two guys that are armed and he's not take him out there. If he tries anything at all, shoot him. She thinks it's done. Right. Like, I don't know. I, I just don't know what else there is to discuss there. Like she's not, she doesn't care to convince him. Like he's some fucking piss ant. I want more. I guess I just wanted more because I like what these actors are doing. I like the way they're interacting. So I just wanted to see more of that because I, I'm on this ride. Right. And I just want to be on it a little longer and we, and I guess I just would have wanted to see like Pedro Pascal, like kind of yell and scream a little bit. And then maybe like she seemingly calms him down, but he really does. I don't know. It just goes from like, Hey, she's fine. Hey, the doctor did this. Hey, we're going to cut it out. And he's like, what the fuck? No. And he's just like, ah, yeah, but I knew her mom. Um, <laughs> kick him out. Like, I don't know. I wish there was just a well, little we, bit. We get that tear from Marlene, too, because it's hard for her, too. She does have she, a long experience great. with this. I loved everything she did. Like, she's perfect in this role. I just wish there was more on Joel's behalf of, like, I wanted to see him get there, too. I guess I feel like Joel has no argument, so there's nothing to argue. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know you could save the world, probably. I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. that's his argument. So sure. why even voice that? Like, okay, I know what I got to do. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's no, no monologue that needs to happen because he's just going to be him out loud saying, fuck the world. I like one person mm-hmm. and it's not you. <laughs> it's bad news for you. You know what I mean? Um, and that's what's so crazy about this game because it kind of, it asks me to ask myself these questions and not with the logic 
wide shot lens of what's better for humanity. It's like the thought experiment of the car and the two tracks and the one, you know what I mean? Like, do you kill the one person to save the 20? And it's one of those thought experiments, but you watch it play out with characters that you love. Imagine mm-hmm. knowing the faces on the tracks of that experiment, right? Imagine one of the the person that you'd have to kill is your, your surrogate daughter. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so um, when I think about this, and I'm honest with myself and I picture my daughter, Arya, in this situation, we're both going to die because I'm going to be incapable of getting to her the way that Joel is, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but if I could, I would have, every one of them is going down. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and that's a wild thing to say out loud. I'm just saying that's what's so magical about this game. Uh, and this, sto- this story, I should say, um, was like, wow, like it was a destroying it, it takes a long time to get over if you're really honest with yourself about what's going on here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, and, and I'm not a good person. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a very, it's the, it's what makes the ending of the story so great. Yes. Yes. Um, but I, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. These are powerhouse actors and, and this is like the emotional heart before everything kind of goes away from dialogue for the most part and just kind of unfolds Mm -hmm. and you want to stay in that moment. But I do think it's, I do think it's true to the truth of the character in the moment. Like there's nothing for him to verbalize or argue there because his argument is shit and he knows it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're right. I'm just, it's kind of like a child, like, uh, but also no, you know, (laughs) like like that's, fuck you, fuck you, (laughs) fuck you. You're cool. Fuck. Yeah. It's Ellie. You're cool. Uh, (laughs) Um, but anyway, yeah. So, Marlene says, hey, you take him to the highway, give him his backpack and tell him to fuck right off. And you can see Joel kind of. She gives him Ellie's knife. Does give, you know, give him this uh, and tries to process things as he's walking to the hall or more like capitalize on the right moment to strike. Because I think he's already made up his mind. So he's kind of looking around like. Yeah, I think the moment he walked out of the room, he knew what, what was going to happen. Paper he was just clip. planning. It's a paperclip over there. Yeah. The rubber with that. band. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, but when he gets him in the stairs, he makes his move, kills both guards, um, and it takes their gun. And I really like how they did this. I, my notes are: he shoots the guards, shoots more gar- guards, and more. Because um, in the game, obviously, there's gameplay for this mm-hmm. part of the scene, so it's an interesting thing to kind of map out. And I think the way that they did this is brilliant because you could easily, like, I love John Wick. One, two, and three. I'm so excited for four. It's one of my favorite uh, franchises of all time. I, I adore that show. It's cartoonishly violent, those movies, right? The fact that he's killed 500 people doesn't resonate as 500 human lives because it's just a John Wick movie. It's not right. that kind of movie. So if they had done it in an action way, it would have diminished the emotional power of this. Yeah. But by kind of lowering the, the, uh, yeah, the in the moment. Yeah, in the, the moment, tenor. sound effects and and ramping up this fucking violin. Yeah, the violin was so money. It made it like, oh my god, look what he's doing. This isn't cool. Like, if they, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? If they'd yeah. had him like barrel rolling, I, loved, I love the um, the almost Schindler's List esque cinematography of just dead body in the corner. You don't even see the full body. Like, do you just see like the wake of his destruction? Girl in the red jacket shambled by. Yeah, shambled you by, and you were like, oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you you don't even like really. See, see like all of his victims but you see like the wake of the destructions he's leaving and yes. the very subtle like double taps he's the one like it just he just oh the one dude throws down his gun and throws his hands and out he's just like boom <laughs> i don't have time what if you pick it up later <laughs> yeah you know i'm just singular mindedness and honestly and, and i i don't want to put this imagery in anybody's head 
who didn't have it there to begin with. But the way that they filmed it with that music, it makes Joel look like an active shooter in a situation that we have in America all the time. Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like him in a mall is the vibe that it had like that. I don't know. It's just a wild. I mean, they, they, yeah. they did it. You're not supposed to be siding with Joel in this moment. hundred percent. You're supposed yeah. to be very upset and torn. And they did that very effectively. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. And it's in the game. It's interesting. Cause like I said, there's gameplay and you're running around and you, you are actively pulling the trigger on all these people but it's it's nowhere near as sad in the moment because you're just like gameplay. Let me sneak. I got around. an yeah. AR. I got. A, I got. A, I've never had one of these. Yeah. And you get us. Oh, I'm gonna sneak around here. Let me listen. Oh, he's over there. I'm gonna sneak around and stab <laughs> I'm gonna throw him. A bomb over there. Yeah, yeah. you're strategizing. They put stuff, some right. nail bombs and shit. And you've already killed hundreds of people by right. this point in the game. Whereas yeah. in the show, he's only killed like four. And you've seen a few clickers and you know what I mean? It made this like, Oh my God, you know, cause you've, been, we've been hearing so much about like, Oh, what a powerhouse, what a powerhouse Joel Miller is. And then really yeah. you kind of see, you know, he's, he's kind of unleashed in this scene. Yeah, You can see him become who he used to be. Yeah. And the, like I said, the, the art house cinematography of it all, where it's, mm-hmm. it's very like, I don't know, like you I think the way you described it as like, you know, it puts you more in it. Than, than like if you watch a regular action scene. Yeah, yes. that was that was a huge re- relief for me watching this. Is is we had talked previously like oh may, they might show him kill like two people, mm-hmm. you know, and then and then it ends, uh, and I was like that can't happen because in the in the game like to pr- like to put the point out there he murders tons of people for this cause for this little girl, um, and they just they did it they did it right. Yeah, because it, it minimizes the choice that he makes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things that we were worried about. Yeah. Um, but he goes in, he, you know, he kills, I don't know how many, it's it's 15 to 20 people. And it goes back to the the whole like question of it all. He's literally laying waste to humanity yeah. to save one person. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a, it's a visual metaphor, you guys. I don't yeah. know if you knew that. Let me put a shot my glasses. <laughs> Sound like the cordyceps there. Thanks for the help there. You're welcome. Cordy. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes I'm just up here rattling around. <laughs> I have thoughts. Yeah, you do. You've been sitting there a while learning things. Um, but he makes it all the way to the the pediatric surgery ward, which I thought it was neat of them to actually do the surgery where they should if the world wasn't ended. Yeah. That's nice. Because hey, they could have easily done it in the lobby. There you are know? rules. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, if she, what would have happened if she woke up in a lobby? She needs to wake up in a place where you have elephants on the wall. Yeah, ele- true. Yeah. That's very this true. Is a child. And there's four nurses, I believe, and one doctor in there. Um, maybe three. And what doesn't matter. There's some people in there. And the violin on the score really ramps up in this moment. And I took note of it because you've got uh, the, the guitar, the typical Last of Us guitar. Um, I forget his name. Um, it's it's unfortunate because he's a legend, but he's plucking away. And then the violin kicks up. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy that they're actually doing it. Like, yeah. you know, and I can't imagine watching this for the first time and not having played the game. Uh, I can imagine it was like when I played the game, I guess. We were just right. like, oh, my God. Um, but he goes in. The doctor grabs the scalpel. You're not going to take her. And he shoots him in the face immediately. I think I am. <laughs> Never bring a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he tells the nurses to, un- for effort. to yeah. unplug her. And, and I think it was an interesting touch that they decided to include the moment where when they pull the IV out, her arm is bleeding. And even that tiny bit of blood, he's like, definitely not. Cover that up. You know what I mean? Like, stop that. She's hurt. Yeah. Daughter hurt. You know, <laughs> fix. Um, and then he he tells him to turn around and he 
picks her up, carries her out. And in the parking garage, he runs into Marlene, who has been hiding very understandably. So this whole time, I guess she, I went out to pee. Everything cool. Um, what happened? <laughs> Marlene need, needed her cigs. And the whole <laughs> but she, she already knows what he's done. And she puts a gun, pulls a gun on him and, and says, uh, you know, you can't do this. What would she decide? That's the most important part of this conversation. Like you're doing this for you. You know, she would want to be up there in that operating table. If she had the, you know, to make, she did make this decision. Right. Um, and Joel sees the truth of that. So he mostly says nothing. Uh, and, and Marlene tries to deescalate the situation, lowers her gun and says, look, I know what you've done, but it's still not too late. Like we can fix this. We'll find another way to, to make, to turn her into a cure. Um, and then the scene cuts right as Marlene offers this truce and it's Ellie wakes up in the car for a second. I can imagine if you're watching this for the first time, maybe you don't even know if Ellie's in the car. Maybe he decided to leave her there. And that's kind of um, it made me smile thinking about the twist there like because that's how i felt with the game you know like oh shit what's going on did, oh did he leave her yeah <laughs> he's fuck it yeah <laughs> like, ah, uh, you got me yeah. ah, right. i killed too many people I, I, i'm freaked out there i go killing again it wasn't even for her it's because that guy hit me pissed me off i didn't like his i didn't like the cut of his jib <laughs> uh but then we see elliot in the back she wakes up and he proceeds to lie to her like, oh, there's tons of people that are immune. They've been working on all of them. They can't figure out a cure. They, they're, they're not even going to try anymore. Mm-hmm. Then raiders attack the hospital. Yeah. Really got you I, I didn't have time to get your clothes because <laughs> fucking remember I everybody. Oh, I mean, <laughs> you remember the, the raiders? The, the raiders killed everybody. It's so clear that he's lying, too, because he's like oversharing and over explaining throughout the rest of it. He's just like going on and on and on. And she knows. Yeah. That's why she has to ask later. Yeah. Um, she says, what happened to Marlene? You know? Yeah. And he's like. He we'll doesn't. be home soon. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, see what's on the radio. <laughs> Cause he can't say I shot her in the stomach and then went back and shot her in the face. Cause she was still crawling around all alive looking like, and uh, there's a flashback to where we get to see that. And he says, you'll just come after her. That's why I can't let you go. Right. There's, he's taking zero chances. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then, yep. Shoots her and cuts to on the road again. So the only people he didn't kill were the nurses. He says, turn around. Correct. Did you guys kill them in the game? No. Be honest, Steve. I didn't. I set every one of those motherfuckers on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the thing about the game is like the the thing with the doctor happens the same way, but the yeah. game I think the game makes you kill the doctor regardless. Yeah. Uh, but you can leave the nurses alive, but like you can also kill them. Conversely, if you're Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I killed him. I panicked. I had a shotgun. There might've been some collateral damage, Steve. Yeah. You, oh no. Those, those <laughs> nurses, one of them could be a badass and come They after. came at me. Yeah. You spray and prayed. <laughs> they I, came at I, me, Steve. I think I killed them different times. I think I screamed ways every time I screamed. <laughs> They're coming right for us and just unloaded. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you that's what i was taught um but they're back in wyoming he's taking the car um oh this is where the car overheats not the earlier scene i'm a dumb dumb um, but ellie's sitting in the car while he's kind of looking at it while it's overheating and she's looking at the scars on her arm um and he says hey we gotta hike the rest of the way it's about five miles remember that remember when we used to walk literally across the entire country <laughs> good old days <laughs> and she's like yeah I do. And he's like, all right, cool. Let's go. My shoes need a good duct taping again. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when I got stabbed with a bat? <laughs> we've had, we've had some laughs. Good times. We've had some laughs. And uh, he says, Sarah and I used to hike. 
talking about his daughter and how much Sarah would have liked Ellie. And he's ta- he's he's dancing around like it's being really awkward. He's, this is the most dad I've ever seen him. Right. Uh, like she was taller than you, but not not better. You know, mm-hmm. she had a nice smile. I'm not saying you don't have a nice smile. I, I've definitely done that where I felt like I was in trouble and I like it's trying to change the subject. Yeah. Right? yeah. Just like uh, I'll look over there. Damn, uh, <laughs> blue as shit. Damn. Damn. Them clouds are clouding. Like music, what's your favorite color? <laughs> just, <laughs> you like music, what's your favorite color? Just making shit up. So they, in my brain, I'm like, oh, they're not thinking about all the people that just died. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk about the hospital. Let's talk about hiking, right? Yeah. Oh, the great outdoors where you can Wanna find play fireflies. Boggle? Oh, fuck. I mean. Yeah, he busts out the boggle. <laughs> Let's play. Um, and she, you know, I think I would have liked your daughter too, I bet. You know, on and on and on. And so finally she says, hey, wait. And you can see him kind of like, ah. He's like, it comes. We're almost there. <laughs> We're almost there, Tommy. <laughs> almost made it to Jackson. And she confirms because I've seen a lot of people online discussing whether or not they think that she had to execute Riley. Uh, but it's now canon, at least in the show, that that's exactly what happened. She uh, she said, "Hey, back then when I said it wasn't my first time, it was I wasn't alone when I got bit in the mall." She shot Riley. Right? She had to. Uh, terrible, terrible thing. That's not in the game, is it? That that's not confirmed. No, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it is. Really? Yeah. I don't remember it. I don't at think all. it is. I just played them. <laughs> well, I just sure listened is. to Christian Spicer, who hosts the HBO podcast, talking about how it's not confirmed. Not that he's an expert, but I mean, I mean, he is, but not that his word's final. But I know you just played it, but like, yeah, it's a weird conversation for somebody paid by Neil Druckmann to have. I'm, I'm like 99% sure. That's really, that's really sure. That's, that's like 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Your math's terrible. Now, now give will, him the cordyceps. I will, give, I, will, I will give this caveat that the most recent version I played was the PlayStation Five remaster, and they have That's changed fair. very minor things. Gotcha. Well, including they, leading setting stuff up better for Last of Us Part Two, yeah. and yeah, so they might have included That's that in possible. The but that's the version I played too. But I mean, I only played it once. I have to go. Either play. way, it's really nice to have this for sure in the show. Uh, and it's a cool moment because she's like, hey, you gave me something talking about your attempted suicide and your daughter. And here's this about me uh, that I've never told anyone. Like now we're fully bonded. But by the way, swear to me, swear to me. <laughs> she hits him with the Batman move, right? Like, um, I don't believe you, but make me believe you, please. That way I can be happy. Everything you said about the fireflies is true, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I swear. <laughs> Totes my goat. <laughs> now, later's on the Minjay. Jobin. Um, Just call me Jobin. He does his best Bill Clinton. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Yeah, definitely. Scout's honor. I did not murder all those fireflies. <laughs> and one doctor. I was just having a good time. <laughs> they, I, they I played me, saxophone on every floor in that building. I was just about to say that exact same thing. <laughs> I got down with them. Um, and he says, uh, I swear. He swears to her. And then she looks at him for a long moment and just making the decision. Like, okay, we're going to just act like we both don't know what really happened. Okay. Okay. And then cut to black. I almost said fade, but that would be inaccurate. It's a cut to black. Cut to black is always effect, more effective than a fade. Powerful words. And um, that's it. That's the end. And I wanted to talk about this briefly. I know we're running out of time, but the thing that goes around the internet that drives me crazy, and I won't talk about The Last of Us Part Two at all. I can leave that out when I say this. A lot of people seem to have taken the tactic in the years since 2013 of interpreting what goes on as Joel is 100% the hero. Um, 
because it's obvious that the fireflies were never going to be scientifically or technologically capable of making a cure from Ellie. So they were going to kill her needlessly and they were terrible people and everybody it's obvious throughout the game. There's context clues that they're not good people and he saved her from them. Uh, and it yeah, will never know that <laughs> that's a terrible take Yeah, because that ruins everything special about the game and, and all of the themes, the whole point, whether or not it's scientifically possible to make a cure from the cordyceps against the cordyceps formally, uh, is irrelevant. The point is that Marlene believes they can, the doctor believes they can, and Joel believes they can, and still decides, fuck it, Ellie's more important. Mm -hmm. That is the whole emotional core of the ending of this story. And if you like use mental gymnastics to get around that into Joel being a like, oh, like you're stereotypically parkour. good person, mm -hmm. parkour, <laughs> parkour. Uh, I think you ruin what's really special about this story. So I just wanted yeah. to. There are some, you know, and this mostly comes from the second game, but there are a lot of like, that's yeah, so why I was like, hey. there's a lot of weird, like Joel apologists out there that are just kind of like, ah, dude, I think you're just misinterpreting the message of this game. Like on a fundamental level. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like willfully, but you know, Joel is cool. Uh, yeah. We all like, Joel. we he's all a, love Joel Miller. He's a great character in fiction, right? Yes. He, and that's why this is so popular is because these are both amazing characters to be on this journey with. Um, but what he does is, very controversial it's you know there are great arguments for hey maybe you should have let ellie do what she saw as her purpose and that was her choice to make and also there are like really great arguments for you know hey how can you do that how could you let someone you love just be killed like that uh and that's what makes this such a great ending is it it, it creates these discussions it, it and it's it's hard it's a tough topic to live in and to be a part of and and yeah and i think if you kind of pull like you said you pull that away and you just kind of absolve joel of like any wrongdoing and you're just like the fireflies are evil they're not fully evil they do questionable things they're not fully evil fedra does a lot of fucked up shit but there's some you know there's not all bad people in fedra like it's it, it's this is what humanity is right it's gray all around gray Gray. I don't know why I just said to one letter. <laughs> are, you, was, are you newt from aliens? Yeah. <laughs> Gray. I was just think uh, they come out with night. you. Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> I, well said, my friend. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, now is typically the time we go into the top three favorite fireflies. I got to be honest with you guys. And this is for, well, we've been doing this show years and this segment in particular, at least two years. Right. Uh, I didn't, I didn't do it. I didn't fill them out. I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, this is a first. Where do we go from here? First time I ever. I, I don't know how. How am I going to pick three moments? Well, uh, you just throw a dartboard at it. That's a, that's <laughs> that's a joke a for later this week. Yeah, that's a <laughs> reference from the future. Okay, I'll do my best. All right. Should should we start off and give you time to fill sure. in the blanks? Just know that I love the whole thing. Steve, you're number three. My number three is Joel's Rampage. Uh, we've talked, we talked at length about it during the recap, but just, I think they really did that whole section a great service. And, you know, this show has always been, you know, it's a, been a pretty good example of what to do when you're adapting something that exists in a different medium, it, you know, different mediums have different ways to hit, uh, the experience. Right. And that what they did is they took what happened in the game 
they made it part of the story, but they presented it in a way that made it uh, the most impactful it could be in the medium of television. And I think that's incredibly well done. I tip my hat to everybody who did it. Um, just like that, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my number three is Joel's Rampage. Mine was uh, was the introduction of Anna and, and Ellie's origin story. I uh, I really like that they gave us that bit of information, uh, you know, telling us why or how Ellie became immune because it's never um, alluded to in the in the game. Um, and to have uh, Ashley Johnson play Ellie's mom is just such a a, a dope thing to do, right? Um, and I'd been calling it all season. I'd, I'd read that she was going to be in it, and I was like. They're going to put her at the beginning of episode nine because the show is supposed to start, you know, with her birth and end with Ellie's uh, potential death. So uh, I think that, you know, obviously Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann are, are, you know, experts in their craft, but they they really just killed it. Um, and and she did a great job, too. So Joel and, the knife, it too. and the knife. I, I like knowing where the knife came from because it is such a huge piece of Ellie's personality. I got it. <laughs> That'd be cool, right? <laughs> Can you edit that in? Me like putting in a knife? Yeah. Yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Get CGI. Put him in After Effects. Yeah. And, um, it's just like a shitty like clip art that just kind of floats around your hand. <laughs> just in Whoa, case. Whoa, do a knife trick, Jimmy. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> My number three is uh, the discussion between Ellie and Joel, however brief. Um, with the wide shot of the giraffes, you know, with the good CGI, but we're in her, <laughs> she tells him, uh, we have to finish this, right? Like this all can't be for nothing. It's my, it's my choice. And then I'll follow you wherever. Uh, and I think it's such an important moment that, that serves what it's supposed to be, which is like, again, like we said earlier, the rejuvenation of Ellie after all that she's been through with that, that piece of shit, David, um, that's my David. number three. And, uh, Steve, your number two. My number two is just Ashley Johnson. Period. Uh, just uh, the Her whole like, a baby. Just the whole the whole scene with Anna in the very beginning of the flashback was so amazing. Like like you said, Jimmy, just seeing Ashley Johnson being able to like be in this show and literally give birth to a character that she birthed into the world essentially. Yeah. Um, and she crushed that role too because like. I'm not super familiar with Ashley Johnson's on-screen stuff. I know she was in what's that show? Like Growing Pains. Growing Pains. I, I never watch Growing Pains. Um, I know she was the one girl that liked Captain America and the Avengers. <laughs> Excuse uh, me. You know in the scene when the Chitauri are like destroying New York, and there's that one girl that Captain America saves. She's like a waitress, and then they interview oh, yeah. her later. It's like Captain America's great. That's literally the only thing I'm familiar with. <laughs> she, that is her, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I so I, I, I was looking forward to seeing her like in a in like a live action role that that I, I and she just crushed it like just the from all the I mean just that shot that close up shot of her holding the baby and they're looking at each other smiling and then she's like you fucking tell him Ellie like oh man yeah that was just the ice the cherry on top of this whole episode I loved it. The ice on top. It was the, the ice. it was the ice on top of this snow cone. <laughs> <laughs> so it was most of the snow cone. <laughs> More snow cone. Jimmy. Uh my my number two was the draft scene. Um I just I just really liked it. I'm glad that they they put it into the game no matter how bad the CGI was. I loved it. Um and it I, I like the callback that I had talked to talked about earlier. Um it's just such a nice moment 
between these people at the end of a long journey. Right. Um, and, and to see Ellie kind of come back to life after she had been through something so dramatic, like hacking David to pieces. Um, uh, I just really like that, that whole part. My number two, um, is Joel's rampage. Um, as Steve so eloquently put it, my number one that we're about to get to is the only thing I actually wrote down because I knew that without a doubt. And then everything else, I was like, oh, my God, there's so much good, though. Like, But I do have to say I was so it sounds weird to say because it's a terrible thing to watch. Right. This like uh, wanton murder of innocence. But uh, I was so relieved that they weren't going to pull back from part yeah. of, a huge part of the swing for the punch that this story is supposed to have. Um, and like again, I think they they. It was a chef's kiss decision to not make it a cool action scene. They made it uh, terrifying, you know? Yeah. Uh, but that's my number two. Steve, your favorite moment of what is sure to be, maybe even the dippity top, best show of the year. Oh, wow. Probably. Probably. What could beat it? I don't know. Season three of Ted Lasso is coming in hot on its heels. Season three of Picard supposedly got out. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be that. Uh, so my number one. I assumed that if they did this show even, like, I don't know, 70% right. Mm -hmm. 70. 70% right. I kind of assumed this would be my favorite moment from the last episode because it's one of my, like, this moment is just locked into my brain as, like, the perfect ending to almost anything I've ever watched, played, read. It hit me so hard, and uh, I was so happy that in the TV show they nailed it just as well. And that is literally just the long take on Bella Ramsey's face as she considers what Joel just said to her. Uh, Gustavo's music is winding up. It's kind of like, like you said, it's pulling pulling up a punch, right? And then she just goes, okay. Like she's taking his word at face value. Bam! Cut to black. Music hits. That blong blong blank blong. <laughs> Gustavo, everybody. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like uh, I think I mentioned early in the episode when I first played the game, and that it cuts the black and that music hits. Oh, I just lost it. I was just like weeping, just like that was just like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, I, I just it took me by surprise, and I I've I think I might like have just played that final scene between the two of them in the game maybe like a hundred times over the years because sometimes I'll be like, what's a good ending? Oh, that one. Now I'm, <laughs> now I'm sad. <laughs> but I I think they perfectly like just that last shot was just mwah, chef's kiss perfect. I loved it so much. Uh, my my number one was was Joel's rampage. Um, I've played this game so many times and uh, 60% of the time that part gets me every time. Right. Uh, I absolutely 70% of the time yeah. it works every time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Joel, it, 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 I've never played a game that makes, you know, the protagonist, the, the, the antagonist, right at the end of the game. Uh, it's, it completely ends on a lie. Um, and you just don't know how to feel, right? Like, Obviously, it's a game, but the the show really did a a very good job of making you feel um, every every moment of, of that uh, that rampage. Um, just that 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 cold blooded. Uh, I'm going to do anything to save this girl. Um, 
part of Joel that we we haven't seen, right? Um, so I I think the chef's kiss, right? For for that part of the show, so uh, many kisses, so many kisses. We're the Lord of Kisses as a group now. <laughs> this chef is the Lord of Kisses. Mm. Um, we're all the you know what? We're all the Lord of Kisses. I'm gonna have to get a restraining order on the chef. The real adventure all right, was, now. was the kisses we made along the way. <laughs> That's right. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That was my favorite part of the show, and I'm so glad I, I once um. Yeah, once once that started, I was like, all right, they're going to do it. I'm pretty sure as soon as the show ended, I was like, God damn, they fucking killed it. So, yeah. Uh, fantastic. Fantastic. Well, well done. What's your number one? My number one moment is uh, Ashley Johnson giving birth to Ellie as Anna. I oh, dude. Uh, I was floored by that opening scene. I'm going to do my best not to cry again. I just, uh, like I said before, like I think it was that, that, that the newness of it, right, that allowed me um to get to take all the power from it right because i've already experienced like i know how this show is going to end and so that that takes some of the punch away right it puts some gloves on the, the show's ability to hurt me yeah. but i didn't know anything about what was going on here uh and you know i had my daughter so recently like all of that stuff was just flooding into my mind and they went there like they that baby that looked real as shit that was, that was a real, real baby. baby. <laughs> that was a whole baby. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it was, but like they're not they're not allowed to use a baby young enough typically to really look like a newborn, you know? Uh so I don't know how young that baby is or what's going on there or if it's real, but oh my god, it is looks your outbreak like a like a fresh baby. <laughs> Way better than the giraffe. And uh, <laughs> um and it's just an incredible scene. I mean, so emotionally destroyed destroying um yes that's my number one i know that's kind of weird because so much good shit happens after that um but i just that that hit me like a ton of bricks mm. like one of ellie's bricks so that's it that's the top three you forced it out of me you gamified this art uh <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about something serious Bullets and pills. Pills, baby. Like Steve, you said it at the beginning. I don't know what the fucking point of this is. It's almost shot for shot, the game. Uh, but there's a couple things in particular we could pull out a spouse. Yeah. Steve, start us off. Well, uh, the obvious one is Ashley Johnson's Ellie. We talked <gasps> about that a bunch. What? Marlene, played by Meryl Dandridge, played, <sighs> Meryl, played her in the game. But you know, this uh, was also co-written by Neil Druckmann, the same guy who wrote the game. You fucking shut your mouth. <laughs> shut your whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> same uh, title. Yeah, I, I guess I could start with, you know, the whole, uh, when it cuts back to Ellie after her birth scene, um, it's kind of, you know, shot like blurry you can kind of hear joel in the background and then they're on the highway and there's an rv there that's literally where the game picks up after the david sequences boom right there she's actually looking at a um a sign of a deer and oh yeah she, to kind of say like because the deer is what kind of leads into the whole david thing so this this in the game she sees this sign of the deer and that kind of brings back this ptsd that she has uh, and that's why she's in this this kind of, you know, thousand yard stare type um, uh, mood uh, at that point in the game. Uh, and so like, and then the RVs there, that's literally where you pick up. That's like the first thing you can, like, yeah. is there stuff in here? Cool. Scissors, tape, water bottle, <laughs> dope. No boggle though. Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's that. Uh, I had the ladder, the, the, the 
boosting her up to get to the uh, ladder. I mean, that happens a million times in the game. Uh, it's funny that they they put it in here. Um, and but, even the fact that the ladder falls, that's yeah. that's where the at the part where the ladder falls too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, do you have one? Uh, the guitar. Ooh, the mention mm. of the guitar. I think it's a huge, huge. It's a <laughs> it's huge it's aspect huge. of the game. <laughs> I played it many times. Uh, tremendous amount of trophies. Um, <laughs> Platinum. It's a huge part of the game, and you, you know we haven't really explored it. And it's a big part of the second game. I think we can safely say that. Like, yeah, the guitar is huge. Um, and so they threw it in there. I think it was a really good nod. Um, oh man, I want to talk about that ending too. It's tough. <laughs> uh, Steve, you got any, anything else you want to highlight? Yeah, I mean, Ellie's wearing classic Ellie outfit. Both of them are wearing the same outfits they wear during this section of ah. the game. Uh, Jimmy, one. Um, I think the only other one, other than I mean, we talked about it the entire fucking episode was was the game. But the line where he says, "I don't have time for this," when he shoots that guy in the leg in the uh, yeah. the first two guys, and he's like, "Where's she at?" and he doesn't say he's anything. He's like, you. "I ain't got time for this." Mm-hmm. Um, that's when you know it's like, "Oh shit, he's." It's on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think in the game, he he's just being uh, escorted by the one guy. And he turns the tables on him. And he says, where's the girl? Dude says, fuck you. And he <laughs> fuck says, you. <laughs> I don't have time for this. And then he shoots him in the gut. And he's like, want to try that again? And then the oh, guy's shit. Like, oh, she's a pediatrics. And then he kills him. Yeah. Like, nice. it's really brutal. Yep. Uh, the AR, the assault rifle. Um, yeah, they made a big point of like, hey, they lingered that, on that. that gun you get at the end of the game. Yeah, here it is. Get that bullshit ass like AK lookalike. Yeah, whatever that yeah. AK seven four U or something. Yeah, um, and then he's like AR, and the violin picks up. Because <laughs> at this point, it's the very last section of the game, and you don't have any kind of automatic weapons, anything like this, and they give it to you like, yeah, hey, have fun for the last little bit of the game. <laughs> yeah, kill all these fools. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of, I think that. That was neat. They did that on purpose. That's it. I'm, I'm, cash, I'm yeah, cashed, I'm cashed out. out too. Yeah, like literally the whole like thing with the giraffe, uh, the section of them at the medical camp, minus the backstory with yeah. him trying to commit suicide. Uh, even him being knocked out with a rifle butt. It happens a little differently in the game, but that's how they knock the firefights yeah. knock him out. In the in the game, you and Ellie end up in a sewer system and there's like infected down there and you have to you fight know, two bloaters fight it's like a really hard section of the game and mm-hmm. then you it took me like seven tries i was mad she can't swim so it ends with like her being like pulled into the current and joel saves her and uh they they swim out from um whatever you doesn't know, she pull him out out no, from- he pu- he pulls her out because she's drowned. Oh yeah, true. And he pulls her out, and he's given her CPR, and that's when the fireflies sneak up on him, and yeah. they're like, "Hands up!" And he's like, "She's not breathing. Like, please let me yeah. keep giving her they're CPR." Like- and then they rifle butt him before he can finish resuscitating the her. old butt stock. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I mean the convo with Marlene, the whole like, and literally like it's like shot for shot, yeah, the game yeah. At the end, so like the whole thing is a giant. There's a lot of bullets that went into people, yeah, and there's a lot of pills. <laughs> One giant pill for everybody to share. Joel's a big pill, yeah. you know what I mean? What a pill, what a Joel Miller. Now, I'm curious where this is going to go. Our mm. outbreak performance. Our individually voted best performance of the episode, an impossible task. Jimmy, how are you going to cap off on the entire season of our coverage? I, I really wanted to give it to Ashley Johnson just because she did a really good job uh, in a very short amount of time. But I got to give it to, to Pedro Pascal. I think this episode, uh, you see a different side of Joel. Um, 
that like, hey, like me, uh, dad, Joel, that, that you don't really get to see very little bit in the beginning of the uh, first episode, you see it. But um, and then just the emotion when he's talking to Ellie about, uh, um, you know, it wasn't uh, that that made me do it. You know what I mean? Talking about, you know, meeting her has changed his life, made him uh, uh, get over the Sarah thing or, or, you know, at least deal with it. Um, that whole Sarah. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. That. And then the whole the whole end, just I, I think he absolutely murdered it. No pun intended. Mm. Um, hey. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I got to give it to Pedro Pascal. I was so terrified uh, when years ago when I heard that he was going to play Joel. Right. Because my my image of Joel was like this super country, big rednecky kind of guy. Right. And I was like, yeah, that's who he is. In the game. I barely knew who Pedro Pascal was. Um, and it was almost like the Heath Ledger moment when I first heard Heath Ledger was going to play the Joker. I was like, oh, God. Uh, and then when when he, I saw it, I was floored. Um, so I, I have to give it to Pedro. Have to. Yeah, have to. Got him. Steve. I, I did give mine to Ashley Johnson um, just because I, I was just, you know, I think I talked about it earlier. Like I was so taken aback by how good she was. Like, why is she not in more things? Because she was amazing in just a small part. She did so much with so little screen time. And it was just, I love, I also love the visual kind of metaphor of like a, a, an Ellie giving, passing the torch to another yeah. Ellie. Like, here's your knife, you know, giving birth and all that. And ah, I just loved seeing her in this role. And I, I just like, it made, me, it made me all warm and fuzzy. And I could give it to Pedro. I could give it to Bella Ramsey. They're both amazing in this. Even Merle Dandridge. Uh, Merle Dandridge was incredible in this. I, I I think I, in a you know, hot take, if Ashley Johnson wasn't in this, like if that whole scene wasn't, I might still give it to Merle Dandridge because even she, like, surprised me. Um, and I... I I love I love Pedro and I love Bella Ramsey. They're they not they're perfect in this, but I don't think this episode was even their best individual episodes. Like mm-hmm. that's why I'm just I just Ashley Johnson surprised me so much. She was great, electrifying. Loved her in it. Electrifying, electrifying, electrifying. jazz hands. <laughs> The most electrifying <laughs> performance in all of the last of Jabronis. us <laughs> Rudy Poo candy asses. <laughs> I, uh, I'm really glad you gave it to Pedro Pascal. I had that written down for a lot of the, the runtime of this podcast. Um, but then when I started talking about the Ashley Johnson scene, yeah, I had to go back and give it to her. So, but I'm glad you said that because we got to cap it off throwing out the man the myth the legend i mean he's taking over the world he's in the top two biggest shows out right now at the same yeah. time uh it's 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 wild but ashley johnson i agree i guess she's probably my guess is she doesn't want to like she's mm-hmm. probably super rich from last of us she's doing good i hope she's super um, rich from, from growing pains yeah she's, she's got that growing, that growing money, pain money. <laughs> <laughs> How, that's the only thing i can surmise because she's stunning in this episode uh it, it i got i'm so happy they did such a good job and it's such a great show Mm-hmm. You know, because it would yeah. have been shitty if it wasn't. Yeah, I was terrified. I was, yeah, it would have been awful if we picked it and then like two episodes in, we're like, oh, this is terrible. We got to do I mean, six more. Every, every episode was great, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and people got so mad at us. I think this is funny. Our listeners are great. I just want to say, I think that I'm in general, me personally, so positive about almost everything mm-hmm. that when I have the slightest fucking criticism, people lose their minds. They're like, oh, yeah. you hated it? That sucks. I'm like, no, I just had some notes. I had notes, me personally, but fuck me. I'm not even a, a who am I? Who cares? Like, um, so, but I think it, it's always unfortunate when all three of us have a significant amount of notes because it sounds like 
we're shitting on something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought we did an even-handed job with episode eight of talking about things we loved and things we didn't. And yeah, if you listen to that episode, it's definitely like a lot of the emails we like got. This, but like, oh, this was yeah, great. Most this of the people great. hadn't even seen the show yet, like fi- no, or finished our show yet. Yeah. yeah, they had listened to our opening uh, statements and just started emailing us, like, ah, um, I will just, find your families. <laughs> <laughs> and again, we love the feedback and we love the interactions with our audience. But I just think that that's something that because that happened with Rings of Power as well. Yeah. Um, my main goal is to just be honest. You know, I try to choose. But if you don't know about the if you haven't like picked up on this, here's a hint. I purposely pick shows that I either think I love or know I love because that's what's fun to talk about. Yeah, right? right. To be passionate yeah. about something. Uh, every now and then we pick something where I think I'll love it and I sometimes don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and I got offended. I'm not going to just do the first four episodes of a season or whatever, but anyway, I, I just hope that you guys know that about us and give us the benefit of the doubt, you know, get to the end of the episode. You're no, not think, always going to agree. Yeah. hundred percent, but yeah. it's just enough. Like there's some people that are, are good people that have been fans for a long time. And, and a lot of people were really, uh, sweet about it and just say, yeah, I disagree, which is great. Like, yeah. Do that for sure. You're going to, it's not going to be the last time you disagree with me because I'm dumb as shit. <laughs> well, even in that very episode, someone had just written in like saying, that's my favorite episode. Yeah. And I was like, read it. Cause I knew that we were a little kind of like we had notes. So I wanted to hear from someone and why they loved it so much because they had a completely different perspective we did. And that's the great thing about podcasting and the discord and the emails that people send us in. Cause my favorite thing in the world is to sit in front of people and talk about nerd shit, get different perspectives. So I, I, I love hearing that people love that episode so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I disagree with almost all of my biggest idols in film criticism frequently. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? I check my letterbox app and it's like, uh, you know, David air, like two and a half stars on a movie. I just gave five to him. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> but I like to read his prose. And, and when I, when I read why I'm like, huh. And it might give me a different, way of looking at things but yeah. it's just nice it's nice but i mean i love this show this was such a uh, a good ending to a great show but that's not all chris but wait there's more but wait scream quote <laughs> <laughs> no so next week jimmy's gonna come back uh-huh. and we are gonna do a last of us mailbag <laughs> That's right. You can write in. Uh, we're going to read some of the emails that we've already received, but you can also send more either on email, Discord, or Patreon, and we will curate them. We'll uh, we'll probably Don't patronize me. We might do like I have. I haven't talked to you about this, Chris, on air or Jimmy. I haven't talked oh. to you guys about this, but I'm thinking maybe we have like it's one episode, but like the first half of it is like no spoilers at all for uh, se- uh, the quote unquote season two. Like, hey, if you've never. If you don't know what that is, what do you think is going to happen? What are your questions? And then maybe oh, yeah. we can transition like, okay, get out of here <laughs> right now. For anyone who never played part two, get out because we're going to talk about what we think we're going to see. And that could be like the second half of the That might that be episode. fun. So if we get enough yeah. emails for people that have questions for predictions for season two. Yeah. And if you don't want that at all, let us know too. Yeah. Let us know. It's, this is this this is always in flux what we do. We don't give a shit. Whatever you want, we'll do no it. No shits. We care so much about what you guys want from us. Yeah. I'd rather say. Yeah, yeah that's um, the right way to say it. Saying, like, mm-hmm. we don't give a shit about this fucking yeah. podcast. That's, <laughs> that's not the right thing to say. So write in to streamingthingspod at gmail.com with your questions, concerns, and points of view uh, so that we can share them on the air for our giant season one wrap-up mailbag for The Last of Us season one. I beat to, uh, nah, no, get off I that know. harp. But also, like we said at the top of the show, 
This is the last week you can get the Last of Us specific merch on the Streaming Things merch store. Tony Time shirt. You want to look? Yeah, just for anybody that really wants one of those shirts, we just want to let you know. Hurry up! Yeah, hurry up! This is this is literally the last week, and then and then and then we go Joel in in the hospital and murder them all. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh gosh. Yeah, we we not the printing company. The shirts. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Take two. Um, After the end of this week, you can't get them anymore. So yeah. if you want a pills, baby, you want a Tony time. The last of them. It is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> at least you got at least you got that. Not the. Uh, uh, I, I kind of would prefer that. that. I deserve that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining on this journey with us. Stick around for the Yellow Jacket season two coverage. And also be aware we're going to be covering all kinds of seemingly random movies and documentaries and TV shows from Patreon patrons uh, that Patreon. Have, have demanded because they paid money to that. We need to watch those. They've been backed up in the queue for months. So we're going to yeah. start knocking those out now that we're going to have a little bit of extra time. And that's when season two of yellow jackets begins. Cause Pops we'll, we'll only have one episode of yellow jackets a week. And so that frees up two more episodes a week. Yeah. We can so knock through some of these end of March through April and May, we're going to knock out a ton of uh, Patreon content. And there's some, winners and it's all going to be on the main feed, but it's just movies and stuff voted on by patrons. Yeah. And there's some winners. We got like train to Busan. Uh, we got Matrix, I think, uh, I think one Kung of the Fu hustle, not Kung Fu Aww, hustle. Uh, no. <laughs> there's a night at the opera. I think there's, Tombstone is on there. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'll be your Huckleberry. Grind. I don't know if you know the movie Grind is on there. Classic. That's Jake's. Uh, Willie Walk and the Chocolate Factory. There's a lot of good Wait, stuff. Probably Jake's. No, the Grind? That's not, Will's. Not, is it Grind? Oh, Jake would love Will. Uh, yeah. He should hang out. Will, Will chose Grind. And Will, we're getting, we're going to grind for Will. Soxy Will. Grinder. <laughs> My pony. <laughs> That's all the time we have for right now. My name is Chris. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. Happy stream. Oh, it's Sniper Tone here, and I've been instructed by the boys via radio to read you the brand new patrons in the month of March. These are people who have an extra set of mirth in their hearts and they are truly the last line of defense between streaming things and a total economic collapse so in the try before deny section i want to thank luke and sarah conrad and trey barrera in the marty b vip section we're we're thanking tomorrow oh oh tony's gonna mispronounce this one that's for sure jeer latanowitz Oh, I mispronounced that just like I misfire my rifle. Brianna Bernard, we thank you. Elizabeth Palmer, Josh Stitch, and John Ricker. Oh, thank you all so much. In the chocolate pudding producer sections, we have Lair Gillis, Maha Axholt. I probably missed that one too. Uh, thank you to Jordan C., Kelly Shartner, Natalie Cleland, Sonny. Oh, it has not been sunny here in quite some time. Thank you to Wayne Yopst. Oh, I think the world has passed Tony by. Tony does not know what that word is. Yopst. Uh, thank you to Shotzi, Brock Borick, Alicia Takahashi, Gabe, Quentin Vassa, Teresa Schwimmer, and Rob Westendorf. And last but not least, we have our friends don't lie to thank. Those friends are Tajala 
and Melissa Worcester. You know what old Tone used to shoot a war a win a Worcester back in his day? Or was it a Winchester? I don't know. I'm Sniper Tone. My mind is frail. I gotta get back to protecting Kansas City. What? It's already on fire. Oh, Tony, you done it again.